Big Shiny Podcast. The fuck are you guys doing with your lives? You're tuned in to the Big Shiny Podcast. You can find new episodes every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. Hey guys, this is Tom. What's up guys, this is Kylie. This is Nick. Hey, this is Lucas. And this is Tyson. You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great, but I mean, watching that trailer and then watching Rogue One, I'm like, fuck, that's the one I'm waiting for. See, I'm sure. the opposite. I'm more excited for Doctor Strange than I am for Rogue One. Uh, I think I'm more excited for Rogue One. But most, like <laughs> any Marvel character movie like that, I'm like, ah, I'm not super excited. Then I see it, I'm like, oh, that was fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I guess we should get into this, Tom. Yeah, let's do it. We got some news going on. News. You got a couple things you want to talk about? Let's talk sure. about it. I hit the uh, the Google the Google boxes and found news for us. Um, so real quick, Nvidia announced the GTX 1080 is game ready and coming out May 27th. Uh, it's a new graphics card. It will be seven hundred dollars. Was that expensive or not expensive? That's that's pretty expensive. $700. Yeah, it's a it's a beefy beefy video card. However, um, let me see if I can find like a spec readout on it. Um, I mean, we're getting a minimum four gigs of video RAM. I'm sure just crazy stuff and things. So, you know, for a $700 video card, that is generally when new video cards launch, they're between 5 and 7 So, surprise, early adopters tax, right? Hmm. Um, so, that was a thing that happened. Uh, the other stuff I wanted to mention was uh, EA announced Battlefield 1 um, last week. That comes out October 21st, 2016. Um, it'll be on Xbox One Origin. Um, PC and PlayStation 4. Um, it's going to have like 64 player competitive battles. It's supposed to be really, really hype. Really? Mm-hmm. I liked Battlefield 3 a lot. Yeah. And this is supposed to be like the all, it's supposed to be like a return to roots, really just an upgraded, better experience than Battlefield 4 was. So hopefully they do that. And they've been pretty much silent on it for quite a while. So huh. hopefully well, they've yeah. just been heads they've down. They've been working, working on Star Wars a lot too. Yeah. I was very disappointed in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Why was that? Uh, I think it was the multiplayer aspect of everything that the shit I wanted to do, I needed to be online for. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, that didn't, you... I didn't want to run around being Han Solo and whatnot. I wanted to be up there doing dogfights and shit. Yeah, yeah. You got online for that. You got to take turns for that shit. Um, it also looks like the rumor behind Alden Ehrenreich will be as Han Solo in Rogue One is true. That is true. I think he looks great. Yeah. That's as of May 7th, so that would be, is that yesterday? Do we know it? That would be yesterday. Do we know any of his other movies he's been into, Kylie? Uh, the only thing I heard is that he was, Steven Spielberg saw him in some bar mitzvah video, and he's like, "This I like this guy. And that's how he was discovered. That's all I know about the guy. <laughs> but I just look at the face shots of him. I'm like, I can see I can see some Harrison Ford going on there. So he's in Hail Caesar. Um, I need to see that, yeah. Stoker, a, t- a documentary called Teenage, uh, Ten Fingers Greased. He was in an episode of Supernatural, CSI. So I think I mean Hell Caesar's his biggest role, yeah. Which they, I think when they're casting stuff like this, they need yeah to do that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, let's see if I had any other news I wanted to go over. That's just my opinion. It's worthless. Yeah, your opinion's dog shit, <laughs> Kylie. 
Um, oh, The Witcher 3 uh, new expansion, Blood and Wine, is rumored to be hitting May 30th, which is a couple weeks from now. You've been uh, playing that, right? Um, I, I finished The Witcher 3. I haven't played the expansion content. I bought it all, and then I just haven't I jumped back to it. So it is so good. Yeah. It is the greatest. Um, and then the last thing, this is the side story that made me smile. Um, the Ghostbusters director, uh, Paul Feig, says that geek culture is home to the biggest assholes. Is <laughs> that surprising? Because he's had a lot of bullshit come his way and recently the the ghostbusters trailer for the new movie had the most likes or dislikes of all time or something in a certain time frame and they were all pushing to have that happen like it wasn't i mean part of it could be that people didn't like the trailer but there were honest to god people in the comments that were like we can get it to half a million if we try yeah just people being assholes and i think it's already been beat by something else now uh like two days later (laughs) yeah did you guys uh speaking of news did you guys see that ninja turtles porno parody Sorry, what? Ten, <laughs> it was like 10-inch Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it looks terrifying and disgusting. I bet it's just the worst. Did Ugh. you guys not see that? No. no. I, 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 I saw it, but I didn't click on it to actually watch like a trailer or anything. I just kind of scrolled on through. The puppetry looks just awful. It's it's good. It, not even okay. And is, like, it, is it by Wood Rocket or who's yeah. doing it? Okay. And then like Splinter makes some like... Not even a joke, but he just says like, I'm a furry. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It's disgusting. Some uh, some horny radioactive dude that worked in a power plant like jerks off and it gets on to four turtles and mutates them into having giant dunks. I mean, you love Ninja Turtles. Kyle, oh, right? yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, like the old cartoon. I like the comic book. So he'll watch it. Yeah, let I mean, us know how it is. He loves Ninja Turtles and horny radioactive giant dudes. Ta- so. Tom, get that on Tom's vids. I'll give it a watch. <laughs> Coming soon to Tom Flix, <laughs> 10-inch Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Can you? Those are all streaming. Do they end up digital anywhere, like mm-hmm. an MP4? Oh, yeah. yeah, people will do like screen caps and encode them and throw them up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah put that on there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My parents will be real pleased to scroll past that. I'll have to make a separate folder so I can block them from. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. It sounds like the grown-up thing to do, Tom, would mm-hmm. be to, to shield your parents from the depravity <laughs> that you're going to get for the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know why you hadn't thought of that so far. Uh, you know, I, I had never had, had to cross that bridge yet until now. Well... If you now that you're being a good friend, we thank you. Uh, the, the, I wanted to mention a couple of little things. Yeah, it was rumored that um, Robert, and this kind of goes into Civil War a little bit. Uh, it was rumored that Robert Downey Jr. was going to have a cameo or at least a, a part in Spider-Man: Homecoming, which after seeing Civil War would make sense because um, he's a big part of yeah. Peter becoming um, full-fledged Spider-Man. You know, not just uh, Mark One, and then. Um, on that subject too, Kevin Feig or Fige, I don't know. I've always heard it Feige in like the commentaries. Is it Figu? Figu could be. Let's go with that. Kevin Figu. Uh, <laughs> he I read an interview with him. He talked about a couple things. Um, there was questions about who was going to be the the next solo movies, and he mentioned that Black Widow is like at the top of their list with Scarlett Johansson, which would be cool. Um, I thought she was pretty great in this movie, but then also. He had mentioned that Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, has complete creative control over. And we knew that uh, Kevin Feige was kind of pulling um, rank and leading the ship on that one. That's part of the the negotiations is they got to use him. Sony got to use him for free. But uh, this is the first that we've heard him say, like, yeah, we have complete creative control over what's happening well, and with I the character. Well, and I think in Sony's eyes, like, if they still get to make the movie, quote-unquote, and make money from it, that's better for them. They're getting like, all the exactly. movie, and he, they're not paying for him. Yeah, and, and he's a part of this. And if he has creative, if Figi has creative control, then the fans are going to go, and it's going to. They can make it tie into the universe and actually mm-hmm. be good. Well, and it's not even just the the 
like tying it into the universe doesn't just make it good it also makes it financially like explosive and that now people that don't know that there's like marvel or sony or fox just no wait i just saw civil war spider-man was great and they're doing another movie with this kid yep. i'm gonna go see it yep it's it's quite the juggernaut so speaking of like civil war came out last it's weekend it's the juggernaut bitch it's the juggernaut there goes Joe. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Civil War came out last week. I got to see it over the weekend. Yep. You two gentlemen did. Yeah. Uh, Tyson's busy doing – it doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares where Tyson is. And uh, Nick hurt his hip, so <laughs> <laughs> that old motherfucker. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to tell uh, Nick and uh, Nick and Patrick that she did, in fact, like Bad Boys, so thank you. I she liked Bad Boys. It helped. Uh, it helped – it didn't really help that much, but thank you. Um, Linky Nathan is in a ditch in southern Utah somewhere. That's I will not attest to anything. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I don't know who Linky Nathan is or where his whereabouts are. So <laughs> please shut the fuck up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Plausible deniability is what you're looking for. Goddamn Linky Nathan. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, Civil War, uh, Spider-Man: Civil War. I loved it. Yeah, it was real good. Can this be a spoiler cast, by the way? Oh, yeah. So, oh, thank God. Yeah, anybody that uh, is listening to this thinking that we're going to avoid spoilers, it's probably not going to happen. Um, we could try our best. And by try our best, I mean we're not going to. And we're just going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. I just got a lot louder. Tom's twisting my knob, and it's <laughs> making things hard to concentrate. I'm good. Okay. I cool. feel better now. All right. Not cool. quite blue balls. So, You're welcome. Anyhow, um, I really, really, really liked it. I want to know what you guys liked about it. Um, and it felt, to me, kind of where I want to kick this off to, it felt bigger than like a Cap movie, but it had the Cap undertone. Right. But it felt like another Avengers movie. Um, I I don't know. And the, the introduction of characters, I, I really was worried that they'd have way too much going on because you have Black Panther in there. You had, is it Crossbones? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The it was beginning. Crossbones, yep. Um, just, and I- and I think I they know. played it really smart by, like, not calling him Crossbones, right? They kept calling him Romulo or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which I think was a really smart play because I saw the mask and immediately went, oh, fucking Crossbones, right? right? But then my wife, who doesn't like Cap or the universe, went, oh, that guy's an angry vigilante with a gun. And it it played really nicely in that mid-range for that whole scene. And I liked – so what I liked most about the film was all of the nods to the comic book. that You kind of had to be, like – in the in the club, if you will, to get like instead of blowing up a school, they blew up a building in Nigeria with eight aid workers instead of killing a bunch of kids, right? Yeah. Instead of Cap giving yeah. the speech about standing by the river, no, you move, um, Susan. Is it Susan? It was Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, Carter thank you. Yeah, yeah Agent Thirteen gives it at the funeral yeah, about Peggy. Her, yeah, yeah, Peggy Carter instead of originally. Uh, which which was, uh, that was great. Yeah, it was freaking great. Um, so I really liked those. I liked. Um, okay, I'm moving to spoiler territory. Ant Man getting huge, right? He was the quote unquote Goliath. A giant man. Giant. Yeah, giant. And instead of Giant Man getting killed by Thor, um, you know, Rhodey gets wounded by Vision. So they did a lot of like really cool hat tips mm-hmm. without like fucking up their continuity, which I thought was really great. I thought they did a really great job too of. Um... I didn't think because in the comic books, while well, the comic books were fun, I didn't think that like Tony stayed his true character in the comics. He kind of like he's just getting to be kind of an asshole. Mm. Whereas this, it felt a lot more that Tony and Steve were very true to their characters. Yep. And Tony like was saying his anxiety and him wanting to control things but not and try to keep things safe. Everything but built keep, to that. Yeah. That like, moment of him like we need to be kept in check. We well, need to. Which was partially to try to win back, you know, Pepper a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, everything about it made sense of why he was trying to do that right. and have control without being in the suit. Um, 
and the only thing that brought him into the suit was just the conflict with cap you know mm-hmm. um yeah i re- i really really like that they were as true to the characters as they were yep um how did you guys feel about the little like red herring with the five other winter soldiers quote unquote so I'll let you go. Well, there was a point at the beginning of the movie where it was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't going to move slow and I'm going to be bored and this is going to be the first Marvel movie where I walk out going, "Ah." and it picked up pace. But then, you know, as it's going, you get that that pops up like, dude, there's five more of me out there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what time is it at this Uh, point? We've got to deal with this, too. Oh, this is going to be long. But I I, I liked how it was like, nope, that's not really going on. This is. And for me, one of my biggest like pet peeves with superhero movies, especially of late, is it's like an end of the world situation. It's always them against the clock to save the world. And I loved that, especially in this movie too. It, the the conflict wasn't any of that. It was Cap and you know Iron Man. There wasn't any, it was just the two of them character conflict. That was so good. Yep. And their friends trying to figure out where they sit in all of it, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, and Steve trying to protect his friend, you know, and then the conflict with him and Iron Man. And, you know, it, it, the fact that he was sticking with Bucky and I don't know. So when, when you guys were watching the movie, did you, I mean, pick a side? Were you like, I I, I agree with, with Cap or I agree with Iron Man here? Did you, or were you just kind of indifferent? I mean, I, I'm always team Cap, but I could see like in this movie, I felt like it was a lot more gray than the comics make it it, for me. I would agree. I I, I could see both sides, but I was more team team cap by like at the end when they're fighting, when it's just winter soldier and cap going against Iron Man. When he had him down, he was just beating him with the shield. I'm like, kick his ass. I just like, (laughs) just be done with it. Well, because at that point, Tony's out for vengeance, right? Like Tony's completely flipped out and it's, when it's not in his best interest, interest to kill the winter soldier at that point. Well, and the fact that he, that Tony actually, knows what's going on now and he's given this over to which I love General Ross as Secretary Ross has come back. I wish he would have talked more about the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and instead I, of just briefly kind of mentioned I was poking it. the person I went with, I'm like, hey, hey it's General Ross. I'm like, who the fuck? Like, Didn't you see Hulk? They're like, no, I, is that a part of this? That was seven years fuck ago. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um, um but yeah, the fact that he's like, okay, you've got the information. He's like, I don't care about your information. I should lock you up too. I'm like, that's that's the goddamn government. Yep. That's why you don't go with this shit. Yep. Yeah, um, and, and I like the whole aspect of Cap saying like uh, you know, it's it's now it's like the UN. It's this panel, and this panel has an agenda, and they're gonna say what is important and what's not important. Well, and and at first when Cap was being like really against it, I, I was very much like, well, I mean, he's just against it because it's change. But then when he started actually making the statements, like, well, what if they send us somewhere we don't want to go or shouldn't be or won't send us somewhere we feel we should be? I was yeah, like, oh no, that exactly. actually makes. Yeah. Um, so I do have a plot hole question that kind of bothered me after my second viewing. Um. So, at the end of Winter Soldier, right? I think it's the end of Winter Soldier. Black Widow releases all of the files, right? Makes them all public. Yeah, the Hydra stuff. Uh, and it, a large amount yeah, of them, yeah. Yeah, so the Hydra files are public, and that's how Zemo, which, oh, fucking Zemo. Um, that's how Zemo <laughs> figures out the stuff about Tony, right? So, if that was to happen... But then he kept asking about that day, trying to figure stuff out. Like he was asking everybody about 1991, right? Constantly. So did he not 100% know what he was going to find? Or did he know, think he knew what he was going to find and get it confirmed? Because in my mind, if he, if he, if there was enough in those Hydra files, 
Tony Stark's character seems like the type of character that would have taken all those Hydra files and decoded them and already known this shit. So it just seemed really odd to me that he had no fucking idea about any of this when it was all public information uh, that anybody could have found. My problem stems from that same thing where at the end when they show the video and he looks at Cap and he's like, did you know? And he says yes, and at that point, I'm like, when the fuck did he know? Yeah, like how why did, wouldn't Tony know? If Cap knows, when when did this? Did happen? Bucky tell him in the car or something? They're on the plane. Like when when did this come to yeah. Cap's knowledge? So the way I took it, as far as and this is just all speculation, sure. but the the way I took it was that the, he knew that uh, Bucky was involved with it, with killing Iron Man's, and it was more getting to the information he got out of the Winter Soldier were where the other soldiers were, so he could go and kill them. And I would guess, because that's where the video was, that was the evidence to show. Because if he went and told Iron Man, like, there's yeah. no proof of that. So that's what I thought was him trying so to he, get to that destination that, so that he could have that proof with the video to put tape. them in front of it. And I assume that because that information was divulged from Winter Soldier to, uh, what's his face? Cap? The bad guy. Zemo. Oh, Zemo. That along the way, like Winter Soldier probably would have been like, listen, Steve, like, we're going here, and this is probably this oh, is what he's okay. digging up. And seeing that, so we shouldn't be aware of this in case. And that makes more sense. It was just like, and it wasn't like movie wrecking for me. It just no. like oh, I no, thought yeah, about that and was like, and it wasn't super thin. It was just kind of like I don't know that, like how Tony didn't catch any winds of this. Like mm-hmm. this guy, like what about when he's hacking into the helicarrier just because he wants to know what they're up to? Like so suddenly all of his curiosity just left him because reasons. But at the same time, I think it's also fair that we could think, well, you know, he was like dealing with the Avengers and doing Avengery stuff, so maybe he just hasn't had time to look at it, right? Well, or the Pepper stuff, right? Yeah, like, like that. so. I mean, it's it's not a massive thing. Like that was the one thing in the movie that made me kind of go, hmm. Which oh, for a two and a half hour, which for a two and a half hour movie is pretty goddamn impressive. What do you guys think before we get uh, to Spider Man? What do you guys think of Black Panther? Uh, I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I, I was great. I was kind of worried that they were throwing too much into it, but I mean he was it, it wasn't I don't know oversaturated by any means. I thought they, the costume looked great. How they introduced yeah. him was great. It was. I I feel like from what little I know about him too, from reading like the Illuminati in the in the Civil War run and things like that, he was like spot on. Like yeah, he's this young angry freedom fighter type guy but he's pretty wise and he's level-headed and he thinks things through and like the way he handled zemo even was just yeah incredible like i thought i thought he was great yeah i like i liked him a lot i didn't i didn't think i would just because of how much they were stuffing in i thought okay he's just gonna show up in the fight or kind of like even like you know maybe more like war machine because he was in some of the earlier parts but for the most part some of those other characters just barely blipped in you Mm -hmm. know um i thought hawkeye was great He's always great. Um, I thought that scene with Clint and Sam and Wanda in the prison and Iron Man, I thought was really, really, really good. Yeah, especially when uh, (laughs) when Scott Lang, he was like, "Yeah, Hank Pym said never to trust a Stark," and he was like, "Who are you?" I was like, "Oh man, come on, come on, man." I love that because one of the complaints I heard about Ant Man, which I loved, but uh, I was talking to Armando. He said, "You have Paul Rudd, and he's like the straight man. Why are you having him play the straight man? He's supposed to do like funny, goofy stuff in Ant Man, right?" And I love that in this one, he was just a hundred percent just goofy and the funny one. Yeah, he was Ant Man was phenomenal in this movie. Like every character hit in this movie, which is crazy to think about. Like twelve, but well, like twelve unique characters, and they're yeah. all hitting. Yeah, 
That's crazy good. It's a bit about getting big. <laughs> I've only done this once before. In a lab. In a lab. And then, so does Spider-Man say, holy shit? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. didn't hear it in the theater. Everybody it, was laughing. Because everyone was laughing. But yeah, yeah he's the, it's the one part where he gets all big and it just it just shows Spider-Man. And he's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is big. This uh, guy is really I loved big. His, I loved uh, yeah. Spider-Man's... Uh, Remember that old movie that Star- Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. And Tony's like, <laughs> like, okay. I didn't. Oh, this is kid. <laughs> I didn't carbon date him. Yeah, yeah. I Man, Spider-Man in this movie was so good. Peter so Parker great. in this movie was even better. And I love, because some of my favorite stuff in Ultimates was like Tony showing up and helping Peter along his way at different points or Nick Fury. So I like that a lot. Um, him going in and like hitting on his aunt and then. Oh, yeah going into the bedroom and like spitting out the food that she'd given him <laughs> i and then just how neurotic and uh parker was like talking over himself and kind of like repeating and and uh but he was smart enough to catch on because they do that a lot in the ultimate universe where people will show up and before aunt may knew and would be talking to him and they'd be like hey remember that contest you entered and you've won and peter would be like oh yeah i'm so great at contests no, they did great with that. And then bringing yeah. in like the after credits where they showed the Spider-Man flash light thing that he had like in the 60s was pretty cool. Uh, just he was funny. Mm-hmm. All his banter during the fight was just like exactly how you like imagine you're a 15 year old kid with powers and suddenly you're fighting with the Avengers and you're excited. Like, yeah, yeah. And to him, like this wasn't like. He had no no dog in the fight, right? He was there because Tony Stark asked him to help, and Tony Stark said, "Hey, kid, this guy's doing bad stuff." Well, so, yeah, he's, and, well, not even bad stuff. Yeah, he's just we need to we need to stop this because of the and like, he had no dog in the fight, and he fought and acted that way the whole time. Like yeah. I'm just here to like do this thing. Yeah, he said that I needed to stop you, go for your legs, and that you believe in something and that's dangerous. I I I also liked I was telling Kylie before the speech about Peter Parker and his responsibility that he gives to Tony, but it's very contextual to what Tony's going through. It's not just out of the blue, you know, like it tended to be in the the amazing Spider-Man movies. This, it felt very like important to both sides of the characters. And I loved that we didn't have to rehash an origin. Right. We like, went in with, you know, he didn't even talk about getting bit by a spider or his uncle dying. It was. He just has a naturally hot just, aunt and he likes to steal DVD players off of random places. <laughs> it just well, like the, flowed the, into the movie. Well, yes. Tony just went right into it. Like, yeah. look, here's this footage in this car. Like, that's heavy. What are your powers? Yeah. Do you, you know, do you it's shoot like, webs? Like, no, I made that. Where'd that come from? You know? <laughs> It was really, really well played. And we talked earlier before we started this. The I wish I could remember it, but the how how uh, Iron Man had were how Tony Stark had worded the speech he was giving Peter Parker, and it was pretty much like okay to, to the fans out there. Okay, now we have the character. We're gonna make this good again. We're gonna you know you're you're in the right hands now. So kind of like yeah. that. I'm like okay, that's and kind of a carry, We're gonna give you some upgrades. Yeah, yeah, stuff like you need that. A, you need a was a hundred hundred point reconstruction head to toe or whatever. Yeah, I love that uh, the. The costume came from Iron Man as well, or Tony. Yeah. Because he had, like, just a shitty one. And that's one of the things that most movies are like, okay, so how did this, like, 16-year-old kid get this nice of a costume? And hopefully they play into it a bit, too. Uh, But it's like in the ultimate Spider-Man, he gets it from wrestling because he signs that contract. (laughs) Yeah. But he's only got the one costume, so it's getting beat up and ripped up. Like, MJ is trying to fix it for him. fixing it. I liked liked it a lot, the Spider-Man. Yeah, he he was real good. He was real good. Real good. Talk more about Spider-Man. <laughs> Saying holy shit, bouncing around on stuff. Yeah. And like him talking with Cap, you know, and then afterwards when Cap knocks down that building on top. Well, not the building, but the the truck or the tram or whatever yeah. it is. And he's like, where are you from? Okay, he's like, Manhattan. He's like, oh, the Bronx. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, 
I liked his like interactions with uh, Sam Wilson and um, the Winter Soldier. Like yeah. I really loved that whole. Dude, you got a metal arm. That's <laughs> so cool. What did you buy? <laughs> yeah, when he's talking to Falcon, like, oh, those carbon fiber. He's like, you talk a lot Most for somebody. Don't fight. talk this much during <laughs> a fight. Yeah. And then uh, when he, uh, how does he get him out of the? Uh, Red Wing. Yeah, Red Grabs Wing. Him. Him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you couldn't have done that sooner. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and they're both the yeah, other just like webbed to the ground. I was, oh, I was and that, the, one of my favorite moments. I'm sorry, the VW bug moment. Yeah. When oh, the two guys. Yeah. When they're the, they're like bitching about it, and then Bowen Cap kisses Sharon, yeah. and, and they both look at him and they're like, like "Give yeah. him the nod." <laughs> could you uh, could you scoot over? Could you move your seat forward? No. I loved it. It was it was really really good, and the more I, it's one of those movies where like, some movies you go into it and see it and you leave and you're like, it was okay. And the more you think about it, the less you liked it. Sure. This was the opposite. So the one thing that I'm bummed about is I had a really shitty viewing experience both times as far as the people in the theater. Mm. I mean, first of all, the second time I was with Nick. So you can imagine what that was like. Jesus. I don't even like talking to the guy on the internet. His gray bush was really bringing me down. <laughs> but, uh, bringing everybody down. Yeah. But um, so the first one was like a launch night. The dude in front of us kept like texting on his phone during the movie. And my wife was like kicking his seat because he's being an asshat and then people were cheering and yelling so we couldn't hear dialogue uh, which i get it you're excited but when when paul rudd comes on screen screaming i love you doesn't do you any good because he doesn't hear you and he doesn't care <laughs> um then the next then the day with nick there was like three different babies in the theater some guy was like mansplaining the movie to his wife so i was really kind of annoyed but the more i think about it the more i talk about it like it keeps just moving up my rank of marvel movies i'd put it right up there with guardians of the galaxy yeah, and honestly, like Winter Soldier is my favorite. That's, that's probably the, yeah, Winter Soldier my top. Or but, Guardians yeah. probably right after but that, and then this. Guardians, Ant Man, and this are like a tie almost for me. Like I can't pick depending on my mood. I know the I know the news I was going to talk about earlier. The Russo brothers came out and said that it's not going to be Infinity War one and two. They they don't know what they're going to be called, but at uh, this point, that's not what the titles are going to be. It's just Avengers one and two because they were working on like half and half when they were doing post production on this movie. They were working on the scripts for the oh. next Avengers movie and they're like yeah we gotta change the titles on this I wonder if they're gonna do like a secret Avengers God, thing I wish I, I mean at Cap, this point, Cap's yeah. an, at this point he's an outlaw right he broke in spoiler alert he broke into the underwater the raft that was raft. awesome yeah. I was the so raft. About that. <laughs> and then he broke everybody out with Winter Soldier so. but now with the raft like you're gonna be able to see if they ever go there like you could see so many cameos you know you could see any of Spider-Man's rogue gallery there it, uh, I'm stoked on it and so it, it kind of made me wonder too um since they brought back General Ross, are they gonna do anything with that stuff with from the Incredible Hulk? Because remember that dude, like he, I forget the name of the the bad guy, but his like head mutated because he was studying Bruce Banner stuff and it dripped oh, on him. Uh, Blonsky was it Blonsky, or was that the was that the guy who turned into Abomination? I don't remember any. I haven't seen it in so long. But that's yeah. He was supposed to be like the leader, I guess. He was supposed to be turning into the leader at the end. Yeah, yeah. So like that. Yeah. There's a lot of loose. I was glad that they brought Ross back into it. I thought that was super cool, and especially him and Tony having a relationship since Tony went to him in Incredible Hulk. You know what else I think is really interesting that just kind of popped in my head as you were talking about like the Hulk possibility stuff? Mm. They don't mention Doctor Strange at all in this movie that I can think of, and then even the after credit scenes. They talked about Doctor Strange in another movie, though. It was Winter Soldier. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. But not in this one, and they're hyping Strange like crazy. Like I've seen that Doctor Strange show like a thousand times now. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of cool to think that like they're going to kind of leave Doctor Strange maybe on the outskirts to be just Doctor Strange and do his stuff and maybe pull some strings but not be 
I wonder too with that integrated or something. Because it feels like Ant Man, like in the continuity of the Civil War, it feels like that almost happened congruent with Ant Man, as far as when he fought Falcon and um, like because at the end Ant Man is like, hey, somebody is trying to get a hold of you. That whole bit. Yep. Yep. So that's, that I wonder with awesome. Doctor Strange if this will be like congruent with maybe Captain America, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier or yeah, so that he's 100 percent up to speed. I don't know. Dude, that I forgot about that those sequences in Ant Man were so gold. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Civil War was really good. That, yeah. So there was the two after credit scenes. There was a Spider-Man one and where then, Tony gave him some kind of a gadget that's like a Spider-Man, you know. Like, like pager or something. Jarvis kind yeah. of a thing. And then what was the other after credit scene? It was a... Uh, the Spider-Man? No, the one bef- like in no, the big credits. Oh, it was the Bucky at, in Wakanda, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's it was right. Bucky getting put into stasis and them being in Wakanda. I yeah, I wonder if that'll have anything in the Black Panther... I wonder if we'll start seeing any of the Netflix stuff coming in. I mean, because now that was something else, like Punisher, a Punisher series was. Oh my yeah. god, right? And that's going to be so sick. Which I'm sorry, like I like, like Daredevil season one was a lot of fun, and Daredevil season two, I'm not saying was bad, but I don't know I what it was, was about it. But I was just like, I want more Punisher. Yeah, like, that's what I, I thought, care about. Yeah. Right now. It's because the I, Punisher. I thought it was epic, even like the whole the way the Punisher story flowed through that. It was mm-hmm. so good. And, and I think that's. I mean, I don't know if they did it intentionally, but they wrote the Punisher so well in Daredevil season two that like he overshadowed Matt Murdock and crew. Well, and the way they really fucked with you with like no nobody no, nobody from the first season is gonna you know you're not gonna see Kingpin's not gonna be in it and all the and but all these people are popping up and when Kingpin popped up and yeah the fight in the prison I'm like this is the shit yeah. That fight in the hallway and that whole similar to like Rorschach like you're stuck in here with me kind of a thing uh yeah so I wonder if we'll start seeing any of that I know that they've got like the defenders and stuff but with how big this is getting yeah I think I by the time they get to the defenders it's not going to be anything like I think what they had planned originally because it's just it's just a snowball rolling down a hill at this point I do like that about Marvel that they because too many companies, I think, get it in their head. They're like, okay, we're going to do movie one, two, three, and then we're going to do this group movie. And everything between here and the group movie doesn't change. Whereas with Marvel, it seems like we're doing one, it might change two a little bit, and then based mm-hmm. on two, we'll change three, and based on well, that, we're changing Avengers away from Infinity War. And it yeah. feels like they have like plans. Like I, I, I don't. I think everybody was really, really, really stoked on Punisher at the end of Daredevil season two. So at that point, they're like, okay, we're going to do Punisher now that we've seen their reaction to him. Totally. Which is then going to influence what they do here. So I feel like they have a lot of like if-then logic going on behind the scenes that they're looking at and hoping to control their universe better, which is awesome. I mean, look at Spider-Man. I don't remember exactly when the Sony stuff had worked out between Sony and Marvel, but I think, you know, it was before production, obviously, but then they could be like, all right, well, Spider-Man's going to be the the last guy for Team Tony, and we're going to write in a whole section for him that's going to be a little ad for this movie, and then it's going to be interesting character development for this guy. Um, And they wouldn't, you know, if they would have stuck to their guns with whatever Phase 1 started with, you know. Was this the beginning of phase or phase three? I'm Is Civil War the first not phase three too movie? Sure if that's or was Ant Man the first? I couldn't tell you. Ant Man sure. came after Avengers. I'm looking at you because you're supposed to know. I know I should know, but I don't. Because yeah, phase because that that was the last one was Ant Man, wasn't it? I think so. The, the cliffhanger after credit scene was the Winter Soldier being like in the vice. So phase three is generated yeah, from yep. the aftermath of Ultron's attack against Earth. Captain America: Civil War was part one. Okay, so this is part one. So you've got Cap, then then Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, oh. Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War Part 1, which we just heard is not happening. Because well, they're doing, it, well, they're doing they it differently. Are, yeah. yeah, they're just, it's um, just, there's just still going to be two parts. They just, they're going to call them something different. And then maybe Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, 
uh, Inhumans to be is TBA, and then Infinity War Part Two. I heard that, that the but didn't Inhumans get dropped, or which one was it? It got pushed. It got it's, pushed. It got pushed to TBA. Yeah, so it didn't get dropped, but they pushed it out of like the release. I think schedule. if any, if you guys are watching Agents of Shield, I think that could have a big thing of what's going on. I with haven't that, watched the latest really season. Dealing with Inhumans quite a bit. Is that's it? that's all that it's been. So about. the last episode of Agents of Shield I saw was when you think that that crazy evil presence Hydra is trying to bring back from the other universe is dead. But then it's inside of uh, it's Ward. It's Ward. Yeah. yeah. So that's like like you see Ward, <coughs> the last episode I saw was Ward standing there and it fades to black. So I'm that's I haven't caught when it for is, a while. It's been good. When is Spider Man coming out? Next is that year. Next year. Uh, like next fall. This site says Spider Man Homecoming 2017. So next year. It's so probably fall next year. I think it would have been cool if uh, they would have thrown Ragnarok Tony's uh, android Thor in the movie. Oh. Even even if just for that airport fight and something went wrong kind of like in the you know he always kills goliath mm-hmm. and then you know we see some repercussions a little later on when thor does come back you know what the what the fuck were you doing do you think that that's the tech that tony was showing like the the therapy device where he had like this younger version of himself and his family do you think that was moving towards like any kind of life model decoy kind of thing because that's what i initially was like huh oh could have I thought that was kind of. I looking back at it at at the end of the movie because it was like we talked about. It's one the the more you think about it, I want to fucking go see that again. Yeah, I, I just felt it was it was them kind of giving you that. Okay, this is how he, he was a broody young kid, and his parents were leaving, and then they died, and so they had a yeah. Remember that? Remember when Tony's parents died? This is the guy who did it. You know, at the end of the movie. Like, oh, oh yeah, I think it was that just scene was absolutely like necessary though to do it. I. Think. Well, in the foreshadowing, like, I'm, I, maybe I'm just, like, naive or I didn't catch on. But that's at the end, the, the twist with Winter Soldier being the one that killed Tony's parents. I, I didn't see it I coming. can honestly say I didn't see it coming. And usually I'm pretty I, good I didn't about until that the tape rolled, right, when you see the road. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but up until – because you, you watch it a second time, and there's so much foreshadowing towards that. Well, because – and especially the way they tie that scene with him talking at MIT, right? Because after all that happens, he gives them all this money, and that leads to the conversation with the State Department lady about her son and how he died and how, you know – you can buy off your guilt with a lot of money, I guess, if you're rich or whatever. Like, so that scene almost felt self-contained in a way that, oh, this is just another driver for Tony to want to go with the uh, Sokovia Accords versus this other stuff, which was kind of cool. Totally. I do wonder, uh, a girl I work with was going to go see it out of context of anything else. And I Has she not, not seen the other films? No, and I, I, I was I think, sitting next to somebody that hadn't seen a lot of the movies, and she turned to me a couple times because it was a friend of like who we were with. She's like, wait, so who's this guy? I'm like, well, that's Black Panther. Well, who's he? I'm like, well, remember the guy whose dad just died? Like, that's him. And so I wonder out of context, because there's so many little in-jokes uh, this, with, like, this movie and out, out, Machine. Of, out of all of them, I think this is the one movie that if you just went dry into this movie, you'd be weird. like, what, what's, who's this? What's going on? Like, yeah. my dad, we went, They, my sister and my dad, we went with them because they got caught up. They watched Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. They, got, they were all caught up and excited to see this. And when they had Peggy Carter's funeral, because my dad watched Agent oh. Carter and everything, he, he loves her. He's an old, he's a dirty old man, you know. <laughs> so when they're having her funeral, he's you know they're showing the classic picture of her, like you see in the TV show. But you know, he's like, "Oh, they killed her." I'm like, "Dad, she was like a hundred years old at this yeah. point. This is this is not happening." Yeah. Uh, the the TV show you're watching is not happening at the same time as these movies. You know, this is yeah. in the past. She she was an old lady. Yeah, she's she's dead. Did he <laughs> did you see the scene in Cap One where he finds Peggy and, and again, she's a he million probably, years old? He, he probably just doesn't remember. I mean, yeah, that's fair. 
Oh my god, that movie. That was so sad. The web, like I remember vaguely all of us sitting down and talking about like what phase 1 could be like and how like it seemed like we weren't sure if is it Kevin Feige or Paul Feige? I always get the Feige's confused. Kevin. Paul right. is Feige. All right, so Paul is Figu and then Kevin is Feige. Feige. No, Feige. Yes. no you just fucked that up. All right, anyway. <laughs> so so Paul, remember Paul's four letters, Feige, four letters. Paul Feige. Figu. Kevin Feig, Kevin Fige. Okay, so five. Kevin Kevin Figu is Marvel. So yeah. Kevin Figu, um, Figu. Like, I remember we all sat down talking about Mr. Magoo and how we weren't sure what he was going to do and if it was going to work. And it's really pretty crazy to look back and realize that he, these guys have woven over the last, like, what, six years? Seven. Seven yeah. years. It's this crazy to think it's only been seven years. Crazy I know it like tapestry. A, long, a lot longer. Than Especially that. if you go back and watch, like, Iron Man. Oh, I, remember I remember thinking how crazy Incredible Hulk was when Tony shows up at the bar. Yeah. It's like, holy oh, wow. shit. Oh, my God. There's yeah. this little crossover. And, and, like, good on them for the patience, too, because, I mean, Civil War is 10 years old. So, and then they started three years later making all of these movies. So, it's not far off to think that they might have wanted. I mean, they could have just done, oh, man, the Civil War arc was crazy. Let's just make a Civil War movie right now. But well, yeah, instead, it felt, they spent, it felt very fluid with how yeah. things have gone. Like, this is the, yep. this is the moment for this story. It felt politically... Yeah. Uh, yeah, timely too. Yep. Like back then, it was very much more like the Bush era and Patriot Act, and this felt like it fit in with the terrorism and the yep. all the, the wonderful Trump stuff. <laughs> and I, I, I like how Hispanics kind of, uh, were talkable the best, starting to show the feelings of vision towards Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's a little uh, relationship, and that made the scene where she like shoves him through the ground. Like that, because you knew, like inside, he's like, "Why am I hurt by this?" Not like physically, but like emotionally, you could see that he was like, "Why the hell am I?" Well, so that, upset he's supposed about to be this? like he's supposed yeah. to be like the Spock character, where he's just you know, and when he fucks up and doesn't hit Falcon and hits War Machine and takes him down, and Iron Man's like, "What the hell happened?" He's like, "I, you know, he's he's with his woman at the moment, and he's not thinking right." And I'm like, "I like this. I yeah. like where this is going." Yep. Well, I didn't catch. I I guess I should have, but that the. the Scarlet Witch's powers and Quicksilver's powers came from the same Infinity Stone because yeah. he makes reference yep. to that. That's so right. that makes yeah. sense that the two of them would have more of a relationship too because they've got a bond with that. Yeah, um, they do it. How they about how fucking awesome Scarlet Witch was? Like, she was real good. I liked her a lot more in this movie. The the, the second time I saw it, I didn't realize it. I still hate but, her accent, but other than yeah, that. Yeah, it was kind of like in and out in this the, too. The minute like, she opened her mouth, I was like, oh yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> when they're going to do that fight and she like, shoots herself off the ground with her powers and like is flying in it's like sorry springs <laughs> i was like i made that or, sound it came like right when, out or like when she picked up cap and threw him yeah. through that window yeah, like just so many cool or things stop that explosion right away with the guy committing suicide crossbones mm-hmm. oh man she, I, and she black awesome. widow like <coughs> how many kick-ass fight scenes when they were fighting um crossbones and they were all taking a turn was, is that the guy i'm thinking of? no, no it was winter, winter soldier. soldier yeah, yeah oh, they were all yeah. taking a turn beating the shit yeah. out of him that was awesome. Yeah, like seeing Black Widow and Sharon Carter especially going at it. Yeah, Sharon Carter. Oh, fuck. I liked how Widow was like, you knew she was, you knew right off she was very much in the middle of everything, yeah. even though she's with Tony. Yeah. She's a turncoat. It's like, yeah, she's, you know, it's, yeah. it's Black Widow. <laughs> well, and that's like her whole like double secret agent and all the other shit. Yeah. And that's not that she was doing that, but no, I mean, it was easy for her to be like, you know what? Yeah. Cap needs to get away right now. Sorry, Black Panther. Yeah. Your vengeance doesn't matter. Well, and like I think her having the realization that she was wrong, like she picked the wrong side, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie! Let's go see it. Yeah. Oh wait, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Take your mother to go see Civil War. Oh, I'm cool with seeing it with mom. I just I don't want to go hang out with a bunch of moms in the theater. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I told you guys this funny story. Yeah. We, I brought Guardians of the Galaxy over because my family hadn't seen it. And No, we were talking about um, Winter Soldier. For some reason, we got talking about Winter Soldier. And I was talking about Robert Redford. And Robert, oh, Mom, you'd like Robert Redford's in it. And, like, ha- you know, my parents are old. God bless them. And, like, near the end of Guardians, when they're, like, going to, you know, take out the bad guy, my mom at one point goes, so when does Robert Redford show up? I'm like, that's not the movie. This is not the movie we're watching. <laughs> He's pretty great in that. Yeah. Is he, does he die? He doesn't die, right? He just gets arrested? I can't remember. I think they killed him. Does he die? Winter Soldier. Been, I haven't watched Winter Soldier in a while. I'm pretty sure he was shot at the end. Yeah. Because he gave some little speech lying on the ground bleeding out. But, mm. I mean, it never showed him die. They never showed him getting taken away, so he could pop back up at any time. Not that we needed to, but it is kind of... Oh. And, like, you didn't see Nick Fury at all, which isn't a big deal, but it's the first big crossover that you well, haven't Well, I know his, his contract's up. Oh, is his it? contract was up a movie or two ago, but he's he's like Robert Downey Jr. When I see him, he's like, I love this character, I want to do it. But of course, there's the contracts and Nick uh, Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson's the same way. He's like, I love this character, I want to do it, but I haven't signed a new contract and they haven't called me. That is that is that is interesting that there was no Nick Fury in this. Like, even uh, not that they needed to, but I the way I'd see it fitting in is at some point like Cap going through him to stay on like the Lamb or something yeah. like that. I think the last time we saw him was Shield. I think that was probably yeah. his last yeah. Marvel thing. Well, I guess in because it is it um at the end of uh, Winter Soldier he like goes just goes right. He's got his trench coat. Yeah, that's on when they go behind. under, and that's why it well, was he's like in a, Ultron. Is he an Ultron? Oh yeah, that's right. He is an Ultron. So, maybe so that's probably the last maybe it's time Ultron he's where he goes out. What is it? Ultron where he's like still underground though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he leaves like he's got the trench coat and they're at the somebody's gravestone. Oh, speaking of Agents of Shield, the last episode. Uh, you'd love so Coulson. Are you guys keeping up with this at all? You, you sound like you I, kind I, of are. Yeah, I'm. So you know, Coulson's got his cybernetic arm or hand. Right, right, right. Um, he's had to upgrade it now because he's he keeps losing his hands. Uh, at one point, they get caught in an explosion. And he like throws May into this hole, and the the fucking building blows up. And when it comes back, you see he's got this like Captain America shield built in, like this awesome thing, but <laughs> it has like the shield logo in the middle. And he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm the director of shield. I figured I should have a shield. <laughs> I'm like, I hope Tom is watching this right now. <laughs> I will be I, like this, this, this movie motivated me to go back and like catch up on all my Marvel stuff I've been missing. So I loved, uh, so there's two things I wanted to comment on. Then we can start wrapping up the, I like that Iron Man made reference to all like the ridiculous things or Tony did that he'd done like to keep Pepper like destroying all the suits and he was like I just can't quit doing this and now he's in a place to like run the Avengers so I like that they're kind of bringing him back in the fold because I was wondering how he'd come back after that and then uh, so I I went and saw the screening at the the Sully Comic Con their screening and so it was just all like fanatic people and the scene when um, when the Winter Soldier was in the helicopter and he was taken off and Cap like grabs hold and then he grabs the the pole or whatever the landing pad and then he flips over so he's like flexing his bicep and every girl in the room just started yeah hooting hard. it was the, so good have you seen funny. the meme on, on oh yeah on it's the, the best where it's, uh, it's no. like this scene and it shows the scene with him doing that and it's like thanks a lot thanks a lot marvel this is how i had to get to my car and it just shows a guy in a rowboat <laughs> rowing <laughs> through like a flooded street <laughs> i oh that was so funny yeah it was real i mean that was a hundred percent planned. <coughs> well, yeah, it was as soon as he started doing it, and then the girl started kind of hooting. I was laughing, and then when he flips over and doesn't, where it says bicep and starts curling. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. good, like, it was awesome, you, but it was like okay, yeah, a little, yeah. little much. 
That's why I loved it. I was like, okay. I was six to midnight. It was great. <laughs> six to midnight. <laughs> well, oh, I think based right. on Tom's boner, we should start wrapping this up. Yeah. Uh, so recommend it. I mean, I think oh. we all would recommend some oh, yeah. award everybody. Yep. Yep, still not better than. Um, I don't think it was better than um, Winter Soldier, but it was damn close. I would put it ahead of Winter Soldier. You'd put it ahead of Winter Soldier. Spider Man Civil War, man. Of course it would. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'd still think Winter. I mean, I when we walked out of, I think it was Age of Ultron, and I I had the same feeling for Age of Ultron that I did for the the first two Iron Man movies. And I know a lot of people think oh, Iron Man two sucked compared to the first one. I there for me they're right there together I, oh, okay. I think they're both yeah. kind of equally good maybe two is a little bit better because you've got war machine shit going on i like iron man 2 a lot but the avengers and age of ultron are kind of the same for me it's like age of ultron maybe a little lower and my wife as we we're leaving the theater says where would you rank that and i'm like oh it's 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 probably up there and she's like above winter soldier i'm like oh no that's it's gonna take a bit to beat winter soldier mm-hmm. so i liked winter soldier a lot but it was another one it was like and the same with Age of Ultron's like I just want to see a character conflict, and maybe that's why I like Civil War so much. Is it wasn't an end of the world. We have to stop some big thing. It was like just two friends having a disagreement that they were trying to work through. And Age of Ultron to me felt like more like we had to see it to get to this. And so for me, it was like a transitional movie. The, the so I stuff didn't bug me a lot too in that. Yeah. As far as like setting up Ragnarok and stuff, I was like, yeah, Ugh, okay. Like they were setting same up a between. lot with that, and they weren't making like a great movie, which it was fine. But I mean. I'm talking to a lot of people lately about their favorite ones. They're always always putting Thor like at the bottom. Yeah. I'm like, I like the Thor movies. I think the one, if I had to do like a top one, it would be Winter Soldier and the one on the very bottom for me. And I'm not saying I hate it. It would be just, you know, not the one my go-to by any means would be the Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, is I it like that, it, but I put the Hulk yeah. and then I put Thor right which, down there. Which too. Hulk movie? The first one. The is second one. I like the second one. Yeah, the second one was good. Which Hulk movie is tied into this? The Incredible the Hulk Incredible with Edward Hulk. Norton. Not, not okay, the so the Ed Norton Ang, one. Not the Ang Lee Hulk. Okay, no, so Ed Norton's Hulk. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that one. It was fine. Yeah. No, I, I, I liked it. Don't, yeah. get me, look, don't get me wrong, but yeah, that's. When, as I understood it, like Edward Norton was a huge pain in their ass. Like doing script rewrites and everything, and that's why he never he really got asked to come back. His way, basically. Yeah. yeah, and Marvel's like, "Hey, this Iron Man was a huge success. Like, shut the fuck up. We want to put Tony in it." And, and with that sound, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at bigshinyrobot.com or tweet at us on Twitter at bigshinyrobot. Hashtag Big Shiny Podcast. We'd love to hear from our listeners. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you in part by our sponsors, The Bohemian Brewery, SuperheroStuff.com, and SecretCompassOnline.com. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to also check out our friends over at the Through Being Cool Podcast, Coffee Alt Delete Podcast, Hello Sweetie Podcast, Full of Sith Podcast, and my podcast, Two Shots. <laughs>